Thank you for downloading the Racers Recap. If you want to join in on the conversation live, we record these Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern at racersrecap.com. If you're listening afterwards, feel free to chime in on the YouTube video itself or on social using the hashtag racersrecap. And we'll find you. Enjoy the show. So good to be on. I am excited to talk to the team that got eliminated because I was rooting for them. Oh, yes. So, yes, it's uh, good to be here. Hi, everyone. Hey, hey. And of course, uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, she went to Berkeley and she's an engineer. Uh, <laughs> Aparna, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I'm not going to talk all tea. I'm here with my tea. <laughs> there you go. Spill uh, <laughs> the tea. <laughs> I, yes. I got some hot chocolate tonight, but um, we're not going to. I was going to try to your last name, but I didn't want to try to butcher it. <laughs> It's pronounced Dinnerkarin. So it's a Parna and each word Dinnerkarin. Dinnerkarin? Dinnerkarin. Okay. Duh, like the word the in the front. So Dinnerkarin. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, I'm terrible with that stuff. But uh, speaking of terrible, uh, Joey Cavino is not with us because he decided to go to Florida and hang out with a bunch of other reality stars and uh, got stuck. On an airplane in a nor'easter, he said if he's on an airplane, he's going to try to log on. He could barely figure out how to log on from his house. I don't think he's going to be able to figure out how to log in from an airplane. Uh, so don't expect Joey. And uh, your brother will be fashionably late. He'll be joining us midway, which is totally fine. I get it. I get it. Dr. Maya Warren, what, what's going on with your ice cream sundaes? I saw some good, good, goody, goody yum yums. Yeah, so I brought ice cream sundaes back. I was gone for the whole month of November for a very good reason. Um, I think, Justin, you knew because we've talked offline, but I have finished uh, my four and a half year stint with Coldstone. I was the head of R&D for them for four and a half years on the international side, and I have recently left and I spent the whole month of November kind of wrapping up four and a half years of work for them to pass on to other people. So I brought Ice Cream Sundays back and it was so much fun. I was like geeked out today to like be back and I was like talking a mile a minute because I was like so excited. So if you guys haven't joined Ice Cream Sundays, you should. I'm also launching all kind of different contests in the month of December too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people can win gift cards to Amazon and Target and out of my pocket so if you want to just enter contest why not um but yeah so it's really gonna be back on instagram um i feel like a new person i feel like i was reborn on instagram today so, nice so, yeah congratulations yeah. thank you congrats on thank you years my favorite cold stone creamy flavor is chocolate devotion so i mm. every time Ooh, I thought you're about- a chocolate lover massive chocolate lover yeah nice uh all right so we got about 50 or 60 people in chat i see there's only seven likes so we're not going to continue until we have at least 20 so i'm going to stop right here while you guys hit that little thumb button (laughs) i can't do that to you but i appreciate it if you hit that little like button you can go and change it later if you don't like it uh, <laughs> no, it, this uh, this episode was actually really good. I enjoyed the way it played out. I, I love the fact that there was a, a task near the end we'll get to that actually took long enough so somebody from the double U-turn can catch up and actually have a chance. That is what The Amazing Race is all about, and that's what every leg should have at least one task that's going to be very hard for a couple teams. It didn't happen every leg this season, and that's mainly because of the alliances. But 
this episode, the alliances were gone, and you could tell because if the alliances were still in play, as soon as one person figured out you had to do the waxing, they would have went over and told the alliances, and it would have been a boring episode. So, we'll get to that. Let's kick things off. All right, so the order of departure from Taj Falcomana Palace, something like that. Uh, <laughs> Riley and Madison, 3, 25 p.m. Will and James, about 20 minutes behind them. Gary and D'Angelo, about uh, 25 minutes behind them. Hung and Chi were a half hour after that. And then Ishwar and Aparna, in the back, about an hour and a half after the first team. But that usually doesn't matter now because there's a lot of... Um, even out legs or uh, bunch points that, that start up. But everybody's in the cabs talking about double U-turns and didn't say that they were told there was a double U-turn. Everybody was just thinking that there's a double U-turn ahead. Um, did you guys have an idea? what? Why would you? Why were you thinking about double U-turns? I mean, we knew that it was going to – like, we all knew there was going to be a U-turn board. And it was either going to happen this leg or it was going to happen the leg after. And our thought process, you know, going into it was, I think Phil had mentioned it was either in the mat or I don't remember where, but we, it, it had been mentioned that there's going to be a U-turn in the next one. Gotcha. And and so when we were in the cab um, and it was just on everyone's mind and you could tell everyone was thinking about it because when we were at a layover in Dubai, um, you know, people would come up and be like, oh, if there was a U-turn board, like who would you U-turn? And so like everyone was mm. talking about this U-turn board. I think we would have been really surprised if there wasn't a U-turn board in this leg. Who would you have U-turned if you got there first? Probably Hung and Chi or Will and James. I think we had just been talking about how Hung and Chi were, were still a really strong team. You know, super strong. They weren't, they, I don't think they had won a leg since episode two, but they're the kind of team where even if they picked the wrong detour or they had gone to a different challenge, they could still figure out how to make up time. And that's a really strong team. Like it yeah. never feels like you're really that far ahead of them because they always somehow end up catching up. And I mean, I didn't know when we were at India that Hung had gotten, I know I spent so long wondering how did Hung beat me at that table setting mm -hmm. you know, challenge. And it took me forever to figure out the spacing on my own, but yeah. I didn't realize that someone had told her the whole 24 by 14, like that took a lot of time to figure out. As it should have. It was, I mean, producers did a great job yeah. this season, better than most seasons. And it, without the Alliance, this could have been one of the best seasons of all time. But because of the Alliance, it didn't play out like the producers had planned it. So the producers, yeah. I think, did a great job with it. It's just the racers screwed it up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think that, like, in, in retrospect, you know, the Alliance of three definitely, like, it definitely felt like, there were moments where they were able to get ahead just because someone, one person, like you had six brains working together. Yeah. You had one yep. person who would figure it out and then you didn't need to figure it out. Like I spent so long in India figuring out, okay, is it the spacing between different seats or is it the spacing for just a single seat? Do I care about the fork to knife ratio? Like what is the right. like level of detail that the judges are asking for? And if someone just told you that, then you're like you didn't have to go through all of those iterations of figuring it out for yourself. It's a good question in chat. Garrett asks, "Why did each one upon a depart the mat so far behind Hung and Chi when on TV it looked like they check in within a few seconds of each other?" So um, they actually told us this once we um, we both ran to the mat, but apparently Hung and Chi were held back twenty minutes. 
somewhere. It production? was um it was some production issue. So they accounted that back to Hung and Cheese time. Yeah, and that happens mm. a lot on the Amazing Race and it could be like a camera battery ran out or you know the tape that they were filming yeah. with ran out and they have to stop or do something like that or a cameraman's got to drop a deuce. You never know. Something like that happens and and you just have to stop mid-race and <laughs> you know they have to do what they got to do. I mean, these people are running the race as well and they're running it with cameras on their shoulders and backpacks and 80 pounds and this and that. So they they have a hard job. So every once in a while some of them need to stop and do things and that and that kind of uh, doesn't ever get told on, on the show. And, and it shouldn't because yeah. you just tell the story. And most people don't pick that up. But a lot, I mean, people who come watch Races Recap, anybody who watches like a recap of a show, I consider them like a real fan or maybe potentially super fans because the average person doesn't watch a recap of a show, especially a show like this. So uh, the chat picks it up. And there you go. That that was a question actually on Reddit as well. So let's get into it. Ishwan Upon are the only team to not win a leg, and they will have no regrets. You turning anyone, as you shouldn't. You should never have a regret for you turning anyone. It's part of the game, and I know people get upset when you use them. But um, without them, then the game could just be too simple. Like the dominant team, how could you get a dominant team out if you can't? like stop them in a way you just let them run and let them run this is one of the few ways that you could stop them so and it was actually played right a w turn should always be played in this way a w turn should never be played in you do you turn one team and another team you turns another team that's the dumbest way to ever play a w turn the way they used it i know you hate it but that was the smartest way to use a w turn uh not the smartest team to u turn but the smartest way to u turn uh, we'll get to that. Hung and Chi have Spider as their cab driver. And I don't know. I, I, I enjoy Hung and Chi, but I don't understand why Hung feels like she needs to touch everybody. Everybody she, if she comes in contact, she's always touching and it just gets a little, she's I like, love it. Yeah. She's like, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a everybody. touchy person though. I love it. Hung, hug, hung, hugs all the people that mm-hmm. she, that give her the, they give her the clues. I mean, I jumped on people when I got clues. So I get it. Like I freaking straddled Phil. Like I get it. Like I, I'm a touchy person. So I love it, but it is a little, it is a lot because it's like she touches everyone, but I don't know. I like it because I'm a touchy person, but it's just, it's just how she expresses yeah. herself. I, I get it. It's just something that's just, <laughs> I don't know why it just annoys me. Uh, JC asks, if a team arrives last at the mat due to production issue, uh, but would have arrived earlier in the standings and not been eliminated, what happens then? A reshoot. Uh, they just shoot it differently and they show it to you differently. So they would show it as if they came in last. You wouldn't see that they came in before. Um, and that's happened twice, twice, I think. Um, I don't remember the seasons. I smoked. All right. Um, so here we go. Teams must fly to Siem Reap, Cambodia, which is I love uh, Cambodian legs. Cambodian legs have always been really good. And it's actually one of the places that I would love to visit as well. Um, I love the fact that Siem Reap is uh, like almost 100% Buddhist. Uh, the Buddhist lifestyle is just such a different way of living. And it's more about communal, taking care of communals than it is uh, of taking care of self. And I, I would love to experience that part piece of that culture. So upon arriving, teams must make their way to something and search for a Mark Tuck Tuck with the Travelocity Roman Gnome. Supplies needed for the leg and their next clue. Teams must carry the gnome for the remainder of the leg. Gary and D'Angelo follow Ishwar and Aparna as soon as they get out, um, which if you ever watch the races recap, 
one of the Ten Commandments, which I haven't released that video yet, but one of the Ten Commandments is always lead, never follow. Why would you follow another team, uh, especially, don't take this the wrong way, Sean Aparna, especially a team that's always in the middle of the pack. That's the last team that I would ever want to follow. So whenever you're following some, if you're going to follow somebody, follow the team that's always winning. But I would always say lead, don't follow. And that cost them a little bit. Why did you guys seem to miss the the yeah the uh, tuk tucks? Like they they were following oh. you, and somehow they found it before you. So the tuk tucks were um, kind of so so basically there was like a street and there was like a fork in the road and you either took right or you took left and the tuk tucks like if you went left and it was like tucked in behind like another alleyway. And that's where the tuk tucks were. And me and Ishwar took off right. And so we ran around wow. like, all around right, like, around, like ran around a whole couple streets, a bunch of alleys. And like we were running around there for a while. And I think where Gary and D'Angelo decided to go left was actually at that fork. And so we turned right and Gary and D'Angelo were like, should we follow them? Should we not follow them? And they were like, let's just go try left. And so they tried left and they found the tuk tucks. And me and Ishwar spent, I want to say like, another 10 minutes like running around just trying to, and so we, we retraced our steps we went back left and like that's i want to say like five five ten minutes to actually go and find the tuk tucks and that's where we found the travel off city roaming no there was actually a challenge that they cut out of this episode that no happened way between, yeah that happened in between us running and then getting in the tuk tuk to go to the um to the floating you know the floating community um, so there was a whole challenge that we had to do there, which was like locating, uh, the specific, you know, uh, bike that had the license plate that was with the traveling gnome. And then we had to go and get ah. a bunch of stuff from that, from that bike. So it was oh, a interesting challenge that, um, we had to do in between actually getting on the top. That's funny because I did right here. This whole thing seemed pointless uh, because it didn't seem to make sense. Like help the driver put the thing together when it looked like he put it together it and, and everybody didn't just really, It wasn't much to put together. Yeah. There was, there was a whole challenge. Um, that makes sense now. Yeah, they do that. That, would that. Would that have changed the order of anything or was the order still the same? As I think the order was with... still the same. So they probably just, that's probably why they just killed it. Oh, they um, wanted really, to show you really, getting salty. Let's not, let's not, let's not. <laughs> they wanted to edit. Yeah. Give you guys the full edit. And this is when you guys actually, I was so disappointed because I'm going to be honest. I thought you guys got one of the worst edits of this season. You guys came across extremely boring. And just the only thing that they ever said about you is that you guys were brother and sister, you're engineers, and you went to Berkeley. And that's the only things that we really seem to learn about you when everything off air seems like you guys have this incredible personalities that didn't really shine on the show. How did you feel about your edit? Yeah, I mean, the edit wasn't my favorite. You know, I didn't like, I didn't like our edit. Um, I mean, there's our experience and then there's the edit. And I like to view those as two yeah. things, right? There's my experience. And I absolutely love running the race. It was an awesome experience. Um, and I, I'm not sure why, you know, we said a lot of things. Like we were, me and Ifra probably bigged a lot. I can we tell you why. Of, yeah. Cause you were always mm -hmm. middle of the pack. I think so too. Like I think that, that it's front of the pack and back of the pack. That's who gets seen the most. When you're in the middle, you very rarely get seen because. There's no drama with you in the middle. It's like, okay, they're, they're going to be in the middle. They're not going to, they're not attempting for first. They're not falling for last. They're just in the middle. And you guys were most consistent middle team in the history of the race. I mean, you guys finished between like fourth and yeah, sixth almost every leg. Yeah, we were like four, five, six. Like that was like our thing. And yeah. like we, we, um, 
we definitely like we said a bunch of stuff that I just never got aired and uh, to us it was like okay you know that's just what they wanted like there was a storyline that they were going for right the narrative they were going for was like oh this mine five team and they all work together but if you think about where me and Ishwar fit into that story we didn't really <laughs> fit well into that box you know like we didn't really think the mine five was this we didn't think of it as an alliance for more than one love to be honest because oh interesting basically when we were in Colombia. Um, we were the first five teams to get out of the mine. And, you know, we thought it was another one leg thing, similar to what happened in Trinidad with the last four teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, or one of them. And the last four teams were like, let's all stick together and let's try to get one of the teams from the first flight out. And so we, we thought, okay, it's, a, it's another one leg alliance. Let's all try to help each other. And honestly, it felt that way for many legs afterward as well, you know, because we didn't really get any help, um, you know, in Paraguay with Ishwar struggling at the cello. It wasn't like she had really helped him. Um, I know James had mentioned like the Alliance was working together, but the Alliance was helping him. It yeah. wasn't helping us. Yeah, and I, I feel like you guys think about. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got like, the we, least we, out of it. <laughs> we didn't we didn't get anything out of it. Like we 100 percent got nothing out of the mind five. Um, and. We honestly felt like a team that we were probably the closest to were probably Leo and Alana and Gary and D'Angelo. We were kind of those three teams. We always felt like we were either like on the map together or like, you know, we, we probably overlapped with those two teams the most. And so we, we had even like kind of like had this like shitty alliance with Leo and Alana. We were like, <laughs> well, we'll help you guys. Like we'll do this. And like, you know, the mind five was like the last of like a serious lines that we had talked about. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, uh, you, yeah, it stinks because, like I said, you guys seem to have like these great, out, really outgoing personalities, and it didn't kind of didn't show on the race, which kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah it uh, like like our opponents, your personality showed more in the in the thirty seconds of you arguing with D'Angelo, yeah. at the tile challenge, than it showed in the whole entire you know, how many legs of the race we're on. And it's just like, you know, like why didn't they show the personalities? Like, it's just very interesting why they did that. And, you know, as someone who raced in the middle of the pack a lot, I still felt like people got to know our personalities. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe I just think that they did. Cause well, I, cause you guys I were in the a back a few legs. So you got to got shine when they're, when you were in the <laughs> yeah, back. We were in the back a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, that's legs. why you get to shine because it yeah. was potentially going yeah, home. You, you potentially were going home. So they're like, Oh, let's build oh, some right. drama. Like the, each one upon it would never really going home. Did you, when, all, did you all ever, ever get second to last? Uh, I think once. we got second to last in Kazakhstan, but like, we were so like we were really ahead of Leona Lana, um, and so it didn't really it wasn't really like a a race like yeah. back of the pack kind of experience. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. I think I felt that way starting like the first couple of episodes. You're just like, oh, there's so many of us. Like once it starts to dwindle down, like they'll get down to a couple of us. But I would honestly say, yeah, I like maybe I'm biased because it's our season. But it felt like they didn't show as much about the relationships between people this season. They didn't. Like, there was a lot of, like, even if you think about Hung and Chi, like, I think, do you know much about Hung and Chi? Like, you know, like, you don't know about their relationship. You don't know about their, like, daughters. Like, you don't know about, 
like why they're running the race, like what do they want to get out of it? Like you think about a lot of these teams and I, I don't know, maybe it was like, it was a really competitive season and they wanted to focus on the competition, but it felt like there wasn't as much about the people or the relationships this season. Like I, I don't know as much about That's... the relationships from, from the episodes. That's true, but again, I I know as much as Will and James want to say that Amazing Race is about relationships and building alliances and things like that. It's not. Amazing Race is about travel porn. It's about, you know, giving people an experience of all the cultures. And if there's a couple teams that you can relate to, there is. That's why teams have always had hashtags, always had nicknames. You know, the ice cream They didn't didn't bring the hashtags this year, though. Like, like that was sort of a a loss. It's, It's... our season when they did that, sorry, Justin, our season no. when they did the hashtags, they weren't even like that popular on Instagram. Like, like the race had kind of just started going on Instagram at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why wouldn't they use hashtags for you all? Like that just didn't make any sense to the viewer. And as a fan of the race and a person who like watched the race religiously, it's kind of like you don't really get to know a lot about the racers sometimes, but I think this season we really didn't get to lo- know a lot about a lot about some teams, especially you all. And, and, I, and I, I, I felt like uh-huh. there was like a clip that they had, like uh, you guys know the drill, but like right uh, as you're about to do every challenge, they always ask you like, how does being an engineer help you? Yeah. Um, you know, or like answer it like, Constantly. you know, they would, they, they would ask, um, you know, Gary and D'Angelo before like, how does being a football player help you? And we would consistently say, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's really going to help us. Our engineering background didn't really have us building cellos. Um, or it's, like, it's not helping us. But, like, I felt like they would always play this clip of us from, like, the in L.A. before we actually left off of, like, we're engineers. We're, like, super smart. Like, obviously, we're saying that before the season's starting to, like, <laughs> you know, like, why are you going to win? Like, this is why we're going to win. Like, this is our background. Like, we think we're super smart. And I... I think that that was kind of like their, their like kind of stereotype of like, okay, let's just say this every, every time you do a challenge. But yeah, I, I, I like, I was, I was, I was disappointed with um, the storyline behind this. Yeah. I think it could have been a lot more fleshed well, out. They don't, they don't decide storylines until it plays out. And then they have to pick what they think is going to be the best storyline. So it's really your cast that did that. And uh, there's a couple questions in chat I really want to ask. Uh, answer why is the editing different because ratings have been declining so they want to try new things and editing is usually the easiest way to change that uh with music the music has been a little different the drama has been a little different quick edits have been a little different so the editing team i'm gonna guess is a lot different than it was in the past um marina wants to know do you guys get to keep the travelocity roaming gnome no you don't but fun fact if you want one all you have to do is write or to Travelocity, and they will send one to you. Um, they will send you a box full of them, because me and Diana did that. We said, we want a Travelocity Roaming Gnome. Mm-hmm. Please send us one. They sent us a big one. They sent us about five small ones, and they sent us, like, keychains and things Aww. like that. So so if you do want one, you just got to ask. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. We didn't, you know, a cool fact, we didn't have the, the Travelocity Roaming Gnome on our season. We didn't have a single leg with the gnome. Mm-hmm. It was really either. sad. I was like, where's the gnome? That was like one of the things that like, you know, it's like a race, like, you know how Survivor, you want to get to like certain marks, like the loved ones visit. Yeah. Like, that's like the amazing mm-hmm. race. Like, I want to make it to the leg that has the gnome. And so Isha and I were like, we got that. Like, we got that out of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Elena says, uh, Justin, you and Diana were allies with Kelsey and Joy for your season. Did the alliance involve another team was just you two? They're really The only reason I aligned with Kelsey and Joey is so I can get information because nobody else seemed to want to talk to us. So um, Kelsey and Joey seemed to be, I was like, hey, what's going on with them? That's the only reason I really aligned with them. And the only, the only time I really helped them was when I U-turned uh, Logan and Chris. Um, but that was more to help um, Denise and James Earl. Uh, but, uh, yes, there was one other team in the alliance. It was the cousins, um, Alex and Adam. But uh, uh, the as soon as we made the alliance, they got eliminated that leg. We never saw them that leg, so we couldn't help them. So that was the other person in a somewhat alliance. Um, would you mind asking a Parnar's taxi experience? Doesn't it seem like they had ma- doesn't seem like they had many problems despite us barely seeing them. Did you guys have any taxi issues throughout this, uh, throughout the race? We had one and it was on the very first episode in Trinidad. I don't know if you guys saw this, but we got the last taxi cab in the airport and this guy we like pulled up Google Maps on his phone and he was like, "Okay, go here to the oil barrels." And he was like, no, I know a smarter way than Google Maps and decided to like take us on a shortcut. And we showed up at the oil barrels in Trinidad 10 minutes behind everyone else. And that was why we were the last team to get, um, the, get a, um, a flight and ended up on the second flight for the Mm. first leg. That was like, that was like the scariest experience because, you know, you, you're getting into the race. You're just like, I just don't want a bad cab ride. And then your first leg, you get a bad cab ride. You get a bad cab ride. And we're just yeah. like, the whole leg, we're like, oh, my God, I don't want to be the last team. Like, I don't want to be the first team eliminated. And we were so worried the entire yeah. first leg. And, and we weren't. So. Well, thank God, because, uh, you know, getting eliminated the first leg changes. I'm like, that changes That's everything. Rough. It changes yeah. everything. Like you'll never have a chance to come back for an all star season. You'll nobody'll ever remember you. Like nobody remembers who's first boots ever. Like I've seen every season three times except my own, and I can only tell you maybe two or three first boots. So I <laughs> uh but anyway. Yeah, it sucks because I, I feel like Nathan and Cody are like super like if you you know, they have amazing personalities, they're really fun, awesome people, and it just sucks. Like yeah. they have one. All right, so let's get back to the Someone, recap. someone has to have one leg, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's some, I mean, it's not me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, like, that's yeah. the sucky thing about that, racing. Is like, when you go, when you sign up, yeah, like, when you sign up, there is a chance that you will either win or you will come in last. Like, yeah, like, it happens. I mean, it sucks. Like, no one wants to be first out, especially when you're, like, all the way in another country and you have to go to sequester for, like, three weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's really, yeah. that really stinks. Uh, all right. So let's uh, see. Teams take a boat and they got to go to a floating Buddhist temple, which I really enjoyed. Give a basket of donations to a monk to receive their next clue. The McKibbins, really smart. First thing they do. Who's got the fastest boat? They want to see who's got personality, who's ready, you know, who's into it. The guy, one guy jumps up. I do. Boom. They jump in and the boat breaks down. He may have had the fastest <laughs> boat, but he didn't have the best engine. Um, again, I think this is the second time they've had some boat issues. And uh, because mm-hmm. they had a boat issue, two teams passed them. Uh, but the boat uh, driver fixes it right before uh, Gary and D'Angelo are able to uh, catch up to them. And uh, the best part about this is I loved watching them practice. They were trying to be really respectful because this wasn't a challenge mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, if you don't do this right, 
you're not going to pass. It was more like if you don't do this right, you're, you're being really disrespectful to uh, yeah. culture. Yeah. And I loved yeah, watching them practice. I loved watching them. And, and that really, really makes me like them on a whole different level. Because a lot of times racers don't care about the culture. They just run through and just, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get. And then they either poo-poo on the culture or just ignore it in general. So I really, really enjoyed watching that. And then it comes time for the detour. Uh, fish or farm. And fish teams have to pull in a you know, 3,200-foot fishing net and then weigh 15 gram, uh, kilograms of fish. Um and in farm, they had to build one of these floating farms, which is really cool. I love both of these. They both show uh, uh, a lot about the car, the local culture. One was clearly harder than the other one. Um, mm -hmm. And this is a this is a classic choice. Again, racers recap: when you have two tasks, one is a judging task, and one has a definite ending. Always take the definite ending. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. Judges can be really picky, or judges can be like you never know. It's a you never know how they're going to be. But when it comes to a definite ending, always go for the definite ending. And this task, it showed that all three teams that went to the fish task finished first and got ahead. Um, thought process of why you picked um, one over the other. Obviously, you had to do both, but uh, <laughs> why Why would they they, they, they? they picked the fish, though. They right. picked the fish. Hey! hey. Yeah, the, other one, the other one was giving it to, oh, look at the beer! <laughs> Somebody got jealous of the beard bros. <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah, me and Gary both. <laughs> so how you doing? You um, doing all right? Yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry running a little late, but it's thanks good. for having me. Excited. What were you guys so, talking about? Thanks for joining. We just got to the detour. It's fish or farm. Um, why did you guys pick fish? I thought the fish would be faster. Like I thought that the way that it was described, like you just had to pull a net versus building a garden like that felt like way like even just reading the clues it just felt like way more work to do the garden and so i was like the fish is going to be faster it felt faster and it turned out to be accurate like the fishing one was was what it was maybe like 10 15 minutes faster each one that's what it yeah. felt like yeah the fishing one was, was way more straightforward it was just a it was just like a forearm workout you just kept pulling the thing again and again where the planting one was a lot more detail oriented. You had to like know where the plants had to go. And there's like a seasickness component built into it because the platform. You had to like mix the soil. You had to mix the soil with like the fertilizer and like there had to be an even ratio. So like it was way more detailed than the fishing one. Yeah. And I kind of wish the fishing one had had more substance to it though. Like literally all you had to do like Ishwar said, use your forearms, but all you had to do was ring in a net. Yeah. I think the only like um supposed to be interesting part was like it there was a weight weighing scale and the needle for the weighing scale was in the travelocity satchel. If you drop and, that. <laughs> huh? If you drop that, you're because that would go right yeah, into the water. Yeah, you drop you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that was like the only like thing where we were like looking around for like a hot second, like I mean, where else could it be? We need something for the weighing scale. And then we're like, we've been carrying this gnome around. Obviously, it's in the gnome. So it was like, that was the only like tricky part of that detour at all. All right. So if you guys were hung in chi, asked to go to fish and showed up to farm, would you then do farm or would you say, take me to fish? How far away were they? Uh, did it make sense to mm. switch? It was actually 
pretty far. I mean, it a 10 minute boat ride? Yeah, it was a 10 minute boat ride mm. to oh, the wow. farm one. The fish one was right next to, it, it was, it was way closer to the U-turn board, but yeah. the, um, farm one was like 10 minutes. So I think they made the right call to just stay there and do it because if they had come 10 minutes and then, de- and then did. The oh, I wish they'd done that. That would have been amazing. Yeah, that <laughs> <been> amazing. <laughs> Um, we might not were there were there was there enough <laughs> oh sorry no sorry go ahead i was gonna ask were there enough um stations to reel in the net like were there only like four or were there five like were there enough for everyone to do it at the same time if everyone had gone to that to that one because there was one that was next to us that was empty so there was at least four mm-hmm. I don't yeah because will and james are the only ones who actually chose the garden because yeah. technically um, hung and cheese should have been at the other one, which I mean, yeah, it put them behind, but the tile thing was an equalizer in a way. Anyway, everyone was going to end up there mm-hmm. pretty much at the same time. So chat has been dominated Except by, by hair talk. So, uh, everybody seems oh, to so love sorry, your Jessica. hair. My, and now that Aparna's let her hair <laughs> down, people Ishwa love her Aparna. hair. <laughs> and then Ishwa shows up and they're like, uh, listen, uh, I'm going to ditch Joey. Ishwa is looking fierce. Is he single? And like, <laughs> What has this become? <laughs> it's all about hair. Oh my god! You got listen. I got terrible hair. I can't be a part of this conversation. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I was telling Justin and Maya this before you know we they started airing. But this entire season, I have accepted that my brother is the better looking sibling. Like I get so many DMs about like. Your brother's so cute. He's the <laughs> apple of my eye. Like, he's the eye candy. Can you introduce me to your brother? Like, damn, girls, like, you're so thirsty. Like, go to his DM. Like, don't come to mine. Like, I don't need to be reading that, you know? <laughs> um, that, that's so funny. So, are you single? I am single right now, yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good luck, JC. <laughs> Aparna is not right I, from what right. I've seen on the Instagram you are extremely happily married right I'm Yay. actually just engaged oh engaged uh, sorry uh, yeah I just congratulations got engaged. pandemic so thank you congratulations Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. And I think a lot of it with Ishwar as well. He's he's a good-looking dude, obviously well-educated, but he has a great relationship with his family, and you can see how he treats his sister. And a lot of times, how you treat your sister is how you could treat the significant other that you're with. So, oh, lot, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of that showed that, you know, he's a sweet well, guy. He's going to be bickering he's a, a cat. lot. So that's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't bother right now, Barney. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> so good oh, on you. All, all those- Although they didn't show you all like with the best edit, like just in general, like your personalities, they like you could tell that you all actually do care about each other, and it wasn't just like eh, 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 like the yeah. whole time. Which maybe yeah. that would have given you more airtime. I don't know, but like I don't know. It's like good to see like good people. I'm a I'm a good people kind of racer person, so I like to see like the good the good people. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think we like we typically do bicker a lot, but. I, at least your siblings yeah. yeah like it was like sibling sibling shit talking which is like you know yeah. no one else is gonna call you out as much as your sibling does and it's partly because it's true 
You know, like yeah. they know the worst about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were there when you peed the bed. They know. All right, all right. <laughs> so, um, so Hung and Chi, they wanted to choose fish, but they showed up at farm. They did it anyway. My question was answered. It seemed to be too far away to switch, so they chose to stay. She seemed to know every plant in the garden, which didn't seem to have yeah. any sort of advantage for them, but it was just interesting that they could just talk about it and show yeah. like cultural cultural I how I think Hung was the was the botanist of the two. Hung and yeah. Hung knew all I'm sorry, did I say true? her yeah, her 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 parents um have a garden and she's like, Oh, I wish I would have studied a little bit more. I wish I would have paid attention a little bit more, but she still knew stuff. It didn't matter. Yeah. But she still knew stuff. <laughs> yeah, the only the only smart move within any of these tasks was watching Will take the 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 dirt and the compost, put it on the boat, and then do the mixing rather than mixing it off and then pulling it on the boat. That would seem to be the only piece of skill or something that helped with either challenge because they were pretty much both straightforward. And it seemed like you two actually had a smarter way. Did you guys just dump the dirt, all the dirt, and then dump all the compost and then mix it? And then it? mix it. Yeah. And that's kind of what it looked like on TV rather than mixing it in the basket. I. What did you say, Shark? Did, did we do that? It's like such a blur. To me. <laughs> it's two years ago. <laughs> Shark's like, uh, it was two years ago, actually. I don't remember whether I dumped I have dirt or I dumped the If I dumped dirt. It's the stupid little things. <laughs> All right. So let, let's go on to the good stuff. Um, <laughs> the McKibben brothers finish first. The NFL's right behind them. They're on like a boat ride, a chase, and they get to the place. And the U-Torn brood is there. They're scattering around looking for it. And the team that's supposed to get U-turns gets there first. And they they decide to um, take out the team that's furthest behind to give them the edge. Um, see, I understand. Not really furthest behind. Not not actually furthest behind. Well, in their heads, the only team that the, the only team that they knew where they were. Gotcha. They didn't. They didn't know where the other teams were. So it would have been interesting if 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 they if. If you all would have done the garden challenge, if you all still would have gotten U-turned. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I, I don't know. And I think because, I like... I think so, though. Like, because you two were the not in the final three alliance, I was... Mm-hmm. It would have been such a great opportunity for them to take out one of the threats uh, uh, teams. Um, but they they chose to take you guys out, which I think was a dumb move on their part. Um, but a smart move on the brothers' part for blocking out the board to save their alliance. Uh, yeah, it was a dumb team I, to target, but it was a, it's the smart way to play a double U turn. I do. I think part of it was like Gary and D'Angelo. I love them, but they didn't have the guts to U turn the team that was right next yeah. to them. They, yeah, if they did that, that would have been so legendary. That would have been epic. <laughs> that is one of the rules that we talk about on the, on the races recap. Don't use the U-turn unless you're using it to get first placed or to avoid last placed. So the first team to get to the U-turn board, like we were always the first team to get there and we just let it go. And the only time we used it was the third U-turn board because it was the first time in history and we were trying to help the team that was in last. So that's well, the question is like, in this case, I mean, it, they were really specific. They said it was the last U-turn of the season. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, in, in the way that, you know, a strategic way to play the U-turn is, you know, you want to further yourself, not just in this leg, 
but in this season. Yeah. And so, you know, for the D'Angelo and Gary, you know, I felt like they were p- playing a bit defensively. Yeah. They were playing, let me protect mm-hmm. myself instead of playing offensively and thinking, who is the biggest threat to win this season and trying to play offensively against that team. And, you know, in this case, um, this was the first time that they were probably ahead, really ahead of Will and James and Hung and Chi in a while. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and for them, it was like, you know, I get why they did it. I mean, they sucked at that towel making and, you know, like they, they wanted to like give themselves a bigger leeway if they messed up on the roadblock that came afterward. But it just, it, they, like, again, that comes from like playing defensively. They were buying themselves more time instead of trying to take out a bigger threat in the last U-turn they had. Yeah. And so that, that was kind of their move. The Beard Bros, I actually think their move was potentially worse than Gary's and D'Angelo's. Um, and let me tell you why, you know, they didn't need to burn the board. I mean, what were like, they, they were trying to protect their alliance for what? Like there was only two more legs left and they didn't need to get any blood on their hands. And they, cause me and Ifrar would have U-turned one of those two teams. Um, and so they could have just like had us and one of their alliance team members fight it out. And, you know, they didn't need to get any blood on their hands at all. And I don't know. I think that, like, they were, they would have already passed. They would have already had a time jump ahead of the last two teams. And if they had just left the board and we could have, like, fought it out with another team, um, you know, they, again, like, if they think that their alliance is what's going to ultimately help them be the number one team, then their move's a good move. But if they don't win because they decided to keep protecting their alliance over themselves, then that oh, was a bad yeah. move. Because at the end of the game, you don't have three teams crossing to win first place together. You have one team. So yeah. did they ultimately make the right move for themselves, or did they make it for their alliance? Well, I think they're running Maya's type of race as opposed to my type of race, where make it to the final leg, <laughs> then anything can happen, right? That's what you need to do. The object is to get to the final leg, and then anything can happen whereas mm-hmm. like my thing was like i want to win every leg i don't I, i'm getting to the mm-hmm. finals my mindset wasn't i'm gonna I, I might i'm getting there and the only way to get there is to win every leg it wasn't to, think, yeah. yeah yeah no sorry go ahead what were you saying Justin? no no no, no. Go ahead. You, you i was gonna say about. i think I, I think we ran it our strategy was similar to yours maya because like we definitely yeah. it, i don't know if it was if it was like strategy that we planned out or like it kind of worked that way and then we just called our strategy but like um, we definitely kind of went in with like, we, we were consistently kind of in the bottom half of the pack, especially later on in the season. Um, but like we never got eliminated until we did. And so I think our strategy and, and, and it kind of worked out because in the Cambodia, like before in the beginning of, of the, of the episode, the three Alliance teams are talking about how their big target is D'Angelo and Carrie. No one was even mentioning our names. Just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we don't even exist. We're like. We, we, like, you don't have to remember. Invisible. Us. Yeah, totally invisible. But, and that was working until what really we screwed up, what screwed us over was the Beard Brothers and D'Angelo and Gary were right next to each other. Yeah. I think if, if there was any time, if they weren't on that U turn platform at the same time, it would have been different. But Maybe. we kind of got screwed up, screwed over yeah. by that. That stinks. Uh, the only but, other. So, you're, so you think, oh, sorry, sorry. No, so, no. Are you think, you think that 
if D'Angelo and Gary had gotten there without the Beard Bros, that they wouldn't have U-turned you? I still think they would have U-turned you. So, because so, they, you were the only team that they saw, and they, they weren't, they, they still think their alliance is so tight. Right. I don't think they were going to touch their alliance because, like a partner was saying, they're thinking the current leg, they're not thinking future. They're only thinking, who can I beat this leg? And for some reason, they want to carry these other strong teams into the future, which most people don't run the race that way. Like, that's a really odd way to run the race. Like, you, like, you turning you all was sort of the easy way out in various ways because you all haven't even won a first place leg. Like, you're usually in the bottom of the path. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Just, no, yeah. I, so, I think, I think you're right. I think, I think it's actually, we probably would have gotten U-turned that way, but, uh, the Beard Bros finished the fishing task before D'Angelo and Gary and like D'Angelo and Gary caught up. I, I think if there was more time between when the Beard Brothers finished the task and when D'Angelo and Gary finished the task, then we would have been scot-free. Then they would have mm-hmm. just U-turned D'Angelo and Gary because they would have gotten to the board first. And then maybe right. D'Angelo and Gary would have U-turned us, but at least we're racing against another team for uh, to make it to the, to the block. Yeah. All right, everybody in chat. Um... Thumbs up for uh, Ishwar being sexy and Maya's braids and Aparna's awesome hair. And um, yeah. And we love Justin. <laughs> no, just, and your green cap. And my dumbass cap that everybody seems to hate. <laughs> but you know what? You it's remember so it. It's iconically you, though. Yeah. And people, people like that that you and I have on green today. I just happen to have on green. I'm copying you. I'm actually green. no turn ice that. cream that was mixed. <laughs> And a partner has on green. There we go. Each one, you just have to have on green today. Like, oh, then we're I'm all, then we're all matching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey there. Now we're going full green. Here we go. Well, I just want to make sure there's no slippages here. Uh, <laughs> I'm already getting demonetized my last four videos for some reason. Somebody's complaining, which I hate y'all. But if you're watching this and, and somebody's complaining about the videos, they're, they're saying that I'm using stuff that I shouldn't be using. I don't know. But uh, this one's for you. Um, uh, like, I'm, I make I make like $4 a video. You want to take the $4 away from me? You f- <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, whoever it is. Uh, anyway. <sighs> the only thing that upset me about this was that the judge told Hung and Chi that what was wrong. Uh, so yes. they said, no, you still have to plant your seed. What do you mean? You just say no. You don't tell them what's wrong. You just say no and let them figure it out. They could have dug everything up. They could have moved things around. You tell them that just to plant the seed and it just ruined it. It was like, damn it. I hate that. When judges do stuff they're not supposed to do. Cause behind the scenes, those judges don't actually judge anything. There's a producer standing there who does the judging. And that's why you always see the judges yeah. like this. Because <laughs> they're looking over to see if they got it right. So, like, the judge says, no, you got it wrong. I mean, the producer said, no, they didn't get it, right? And then the guy was like, no, you didn't get it because of the seed. But anyway, and then she yeah. went she went and told Will and James about the seed, so they didn't have a problem with it at all. So the only little difficult part of, of that that made it easier because of the judge. Yeah. Just a little things that irk me. All right. Teams must take their boat to the floating restaurant where I thought they were going to be eating some spiders because of the damn preview. But no, not so much. They yeah. get, right? You saw the preview with the spiders. I'm like, oh, 
thought they were going to eat the spider. Mm, they've done that already, but still, it's like that spider is just absolutely oof. Did uh, they not mention that that was the challenge that they cut out? Like in the in yeah, the, they would oh, never that, cut yeah, that yeah, out. That was the challenge. <laughs> no, I'm messing. I'm oh, okay, I'm like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> that one to cut out of well, editing this. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible edit if they cut that out. So they, you know, they, <laughs> they get to the board and then it's the double U turn. The board is used and blocked. And normally the team in first should uh, U turn the team right behind them so they can get a first place if they're going to use the board. But I think the pressure was on and they just said, nah, we'll just U turn. And it, it turned out to be the best move for them um, because. I don't know how far behind you guys were, but it made it seem like if if they didn't U-turn you guys, then uh, D'Angelo yeah. and Gary would have been going home. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it did work out for them. I think that that's fair to say that them U-turning us worked out for them. Like, Dang. So there wasn't just a, an edit. So that could have changed things. So each one upon a feel like it's game over for them. And they're probably right because uh, only one team in the history of the race has survived a single U-turn. And it's, uh, and that was on, that was on my season when I, when I U-turned the paparazzi. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. is pissed off this whole leg, which I loved. I put that, uh, asterisk. I love seeing Aparna pissed off. It's fine. Hey. Finally get to see his little personality throwing some salt on it. <laughs> Teams must take their boat to Changni Pier and then make their way to the, uh, something Kamar floor handicraft where they'll find the next clue who thinks they could fit the mold loved 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 this task why did nobody watch the guy all the way through on the first time anybody yeah um, not one team not one team watched the whole process not like, one it was two years ago give me a break <laughs> <laughs> not one team <laughs> not one team yeah it, it i think it was a pressure probably plus uh um, when we showed up, that was added pressure for the other two teams as well. Because up until that point, they're like, okay, we're blowing it, but Ishwanapana still aren't here yet. And then when we show mm -hmm. up, then it's pressure on them. And then, um, I mean, it's obviously pressure on us because we, it was a do or die for us. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I think I, I've said this before, but I honestly don't know what I did right the time that I got it. <laughs> like I get that you grease it and that's like, you know, it's like when you cook, like you put oil on the pan so it doesn't stick. Um, but I felt like I, I missed it in the beginning, but I caught that, that part like pretty quickly, like maybe like the second or third time that I did it, uh, third attempt or whatever. But eventually like, I, I, I still greased it and it would still crumble. Like when you tried to pull the mm. towel off, it would still crumble. Um, and I don't know whether the time I got it, I just applied a ton of grease. Um, so I still don't know what it was, but. I don't know if it was a, like a quantity how, of grease that you had to apply. How long was the demonstration? Like how long, if you watched it from beginning to end, how long could that have been? Two minutes, five was, minutes, ten minutes? I think it was five to ten minutes. Okay, um, so it was a little, I guess that's why people were a little anxious, because it was a little time consuming. It was a little time consuming. You have but to I, watch, then put the pain in and then. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. It was, it was, I was so, so, so surprised that she did not watch the whole thing. He's yeah. so attentive to the detail. Um, that that that's the one. Nothing against you, Ishwar. Like I wasn't surprised that you that I'm not you very attentive. Quite... <laughs> yeah, no, I can no, I can tell. <laughs> but I was just so surprised. Like D'Angelo, no surprises there. Like Gary would have gotten it. 
I really think he would have gotten it on like try three. D'Angelo's on like attempt fifteen or twenty, <laughs> and it's like, dude, and he, but but he's like he's like still so so calm and cocky with it. It's like so weird. I was like, dude, do you know? That you literally are not paying attention. That's the football player, man. That's running backs have that cockiness about themselves. It's like, I'm getting the ball. Stop me. And he was, he was a great running back. And like, he was on my fantasy teams. I love Garrett. I love D'Angelo. He, he, he made me a lot of money back in the day, but that, that, (laughs) that helped him. I think that is what kept him cool, calm and collected under pressure. Whereas some other teams at, you know, at your 10th, 11th, 12th attempt, like that's when you start to crumble. And he was just cool. Even when Aparna came in, was talking mad junk. He was just like, he's like, listen, you ain't going to out junk talk me. I've been doing this for a living. So he was just sitting there throwing it right back is what it looked like. And I think that be, that's one of the only times that being an NFL player actually helped him during, during this race, um, <laughs> was just being able to be cool, calm, and collected when the pressure's on because, you know, he knew he had but, but a big lead. A part I got under his skin. You could, I felt like I could see that. You could tell. Yeah. yeah. You could tell. He's definitely under his skin a little bit. Yeah. Which but is good. He was, he was cool about it. Um, yes. Um, did being an engineer help you at all during this race, Ishwar? <laughs> I'm really happy, man. Where, where do you live? <laughs> i'm in philly i just want to know uh you know because i mean they, they they said it a lot so i just want to make sure that everybody knows that you're an engineer just in case they missed it just in case they missed it watching me and a partner engineers <laughs> what school did you go to they never really told us <laughs> yeah it definitely didn't help um at all in the race nor for the tile task um, i thought you're gonna say in the race or in life <laughs> 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 uh, D'Angelo thinks it's self-explanatory and he leaves what looks like two minutes after the, the thing starts and Gary is going nuts on the sideline eventually just takes a nap because he can't take it anymore um, <laughs> Riley and Will actually stay and watch the whole demonstration and then boom guess what they both get it right after that Riley on his sixth attempt Will on his fourth attempt Aparna giving D'Angelo shit the whole time. Love watching this. Uh, I love that she's trying to get inside his head and trying to get some sort of advantage for her brother. It didn't seem to work too well, but I love the fact that she was trying. It doesn't look like it helped too much. Um, and this it was, is that was a weird experience for me. Just uh, I'm I'm like okay, I'm a I can't be engaging in the trash talk right now because I've got to be all about this tile and this roadblock while my partner. And the guy that I'm trying to catch up to and beat <laughs> in a total uh, trash talk. And I'm like, that was a weird position for me to be observing and like, <laughs> and also trying to do the test. That's so funny. Cause Aparna, you are not backing down and, and neither was he. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, I guess like he still didn't get it right until later, but he still greased the tile with the wrong thing to grease it with. And I'm like, dude, what were you watching? Like, yeah, he His had... attention to detail is like yeah. not fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he, he, I feel like me and D'Angelo were talking smack for probably fifteen minutes, and Ooh. like they probably showed a minute of it. But like me and him, like we, like I don't even know what I was saying at one point. I just saw him getting flustered, and I was like, "Perfect, I'm just <laughs> gonna keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing it, keep doing and it." I was just like, 
I was just like, oh, you're so dumb, D'Angelo. Like, I don't know. I just feel saying shit. And like, like, you know, D'Angelo, he never just like lets it go over, like go in one year and go out. He's just like, oh, you calling me dumb now. And I'm just like, uh-huh. I don't know. And like, literally sit there talking about, did I really say that? Did I not say that? And like, it was, it was, I mean, it's hilarious. It like, when, when we were watching it, I was, I was bursting out laughing. It was hilarious. <laughs> I think I think uh, in one of the behind the scenes clips, uh, we kind of mentioned it. But up until that point, uh, D'Angelo and Gary were probably one of the teams we were the closest to, um, just because mm. within the Mind Five, we were like the the two on the outside, and so like we didn't know about the the, the kind of the, the the true alliance, the the core three. But just because it kind of had an alliance, um, I I think maybe we're that had an effect. Off doing things, yeah. doing research, and. Like in retrospect, Angel and Gary and I and Isha were like we were just dumb that we didn't realize it. Like you know, we were happy dummies. Yeah, we were super happy dummies. Like you know, like they're out there. Like they would all come back like together, and me and Gary would be like, "What's up, y'all?" Like you know, where were you? Been? Really, like, you got you guys. You guys had no clue. I mean, we had no like, clue. It, it like yeah. it like watching the episode. You know, like I would think, "Wow, I'm so dumb." But, like, when you're there in person, like, the way that they would do it is, like, okay, so the one point where, like, I really regret not catching them was um, in when we were in India leaving to Cambodia, um, mm-hmm. we were all talking about how hungry we were and we were going to go to the cafeteria. It was me, Chihu, and then Gary D'Angelo, and they were only going to let out a team one by one. And um, Riley and Madison left, Will and James left, and then we left, and then it was Chi Hu. And we're and Chi was talking, and Hung was talking about how hungry she was. So I was like, all right, we'll wait outside for y'all. Let's go to the cafeteria together. And we wait, and they literally take off in the opposite direction from the cafeteria. Yeah. And me yeah. and Ishra were like, are they dumb? Like, the cafeteria is that way. Mm. And we're like, we're not gonna go that way like we can see the cafeteria so we're like let's go to the cafeteria and we went to the cafeteria and like later when we asked about it it was like yeah they were going to go meet up with will and james and riley and the beard bros Mm. together and plan who to like u-turn and we saw gary and d'angelo at the cafeteria and the two of us were just like sitting there eating like hanging out (laughs) like in the india airport and like there were moments like that where i wish we had caught it but we just assumed, like, you know, maybe they're eating somewhere else. Like, maybe they're doing something else. Like, you know, like, you're not, you're not really, like, um, like, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. There's hella hindsight. Yeah. I'm always regretting. I'm like, yeah. I, I remember that in Paraguay when she didn't help me on the cello task, but I saw him help Madison, but I didn't think twice about it, so a lot of those hindsight 2020 moments well listen i learned a lot about self-awareness because on my season i had no clue there was an alliance and it was 10 team alliance so how dumb am i like it was literally we were the only team not in the alliance and i had no clue i'm just like diana was picking up on it a little bit on the race we could all be very tunnel vision though like we see what we need to see to be able to you know, get through the leg and you're not really always worried about other teams or anything like that. And like for the fact that someone's helping, but not helping you, like you don't really think about it until like later you're like, Hey, like why did that happen? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. I don't know. It's the race. Yeah. I would say it's also hard to divorce the fact that a lot of these people are also your friends on like your only friends for like 21, 20, like 30 days. And so part, of, I think part of your brain just doesn't want to 
except that someone might double cross you for a million bucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but they will. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Gary is sitting there, says he's been there for over two hours, and Aparna still can't even look at him. Uh, two hours at one task. I love when Amazing Race does this and has a task that can actually last two hours. Because me and Diana actually sat down, and we like, the longest task on our season wasn't even an hour. At least for us. We never took what? an hour. We never took an hour to do anything. That 45 oh, minutes was God. the longest we ever took on any task. Any task the whole race. So I know, like, a couple of people struggled with some things and took a couple hours, like, you know, but for us, it was just like, what was the what longest was your, task? What was your final, what was your final task? Of the, fi- the uh, final, we had three memory tasks. So it was th- set up into three separate tasks. We did the fire, firefighter challenge, which took me 20 minutes, half hour. And then we did the flags. We had to pull up some crab pots oh, right, and then put the that. flags yeah, up. Yeah, that I took about that. 15, 20 minutes. The chair took us about a half hour. And so, like, not, uh, if you put them all together, but there was nothing on our season that we felt like was too difficult for us to, to handle. And I was just like, every season should have something that takes a couple hours at least. But this is yeah. the task. You're going to have a double U-turn, get a really hard task at the end. So there's some drama where the team that gets U-turn can catch up. And I love that about this. It also highlights the the French part of uh, the culture in um, in CM Reap, which is a big is a big factor there. Um, Chi gets it on his sixth attempt. D'Angelo then gets it on his twelfth attempt. Ishwar on his fourth attempt, and then it's a battle of the uh, the slide puzzles. It looked like, but um, how far behind? Uh, how far after the D'Angelo finished did you guys leave the tile? It was about forty forty five minutes. Oh really? We were, we were forty forty five oh. minutes. Oh, we were we were behind him. Um, by because because um, what happened was, uh, so D'Angelo finished it. He finished the tile. Uh, and at that point I had just blown it on one of my tiles. And so I knew I was still in for another, like, you know, 10 ish minutes at least of getting another cop, another tile up to be verified. Uh, so, and, and then once he left, there was definitely, I, I, I remember it distinctly for myself. It's just like a strong sense of deflation. Just like, yeah, like you're the last person there. It's looking game over. Like I still got at least 10 minutes to get to like literally build a tile. The blondes like, took all the non-eliminations. You know, they, they took all. Like, what am I doing in this factory, Cambodia, playing this tile? So Gary and D'Angelo can't find their tuk tuk. Then uh, they're stuck in traffic. There's like monks knocking down a tree. It looks like oh, there's literal roadblock. <laughs> a literal roadblock. Literally a roadblock. <laughs> looks like Ishwar and Aparna's drivers going in a different direction. They could possibly catch up. Uh, how far did you finish at the end? Did you make up any time or was it about 45 minutes at the end? Oh, I don't, I, I would, I think we ended 40, 45 minutes after them. So like, I don't know. I think it was probably consistent. Gotcha. So it was good editing. Um, it was was like not that far from where the roadblock was to where the pit stop was. It was like a five minute, like a five minute. Oh, not far at all. Gotcha. So that's when Riley and Madison win the best trip of the season, in my opinion. The two are going to Norway, which uh, the Norway seems to be, out of all of the trips, the best one this season. This is their third win. Which I got to say Bali sounded better, man. Bali sounded better? Yeah. Like, I just think Bali is like such a – becomes so touristy. I think we're just from different parts of the world, man. <laughs> Listen, I, lo- 
I'd love to go to Bali. We are. I'd love to go to Bali, but it's like, it seems more touristy than like Norway would be. And Norway, (laughs) Norway, you just, I just like that whole. Bali is amazing. It's yeah, I would go to Bali, be on a beach, then Norway. Norway Norway sounds a little Russian elephants. Norway sounds cold, man. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe because I love Iceland so much. Um, Well, people with good hair think differently. You know? I would not. I would not. I would not know. (laughs) Talking bad. Come to my show, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I have bone to pick with you, Justin, actually. I mean, let me know if you. You got if you got if you got like two minutes to have a phone to pick with. Yes, you. let me finish this and then get it, get it, girl, get it. Okay, I all right, will. all right. So Riley and Madison got their third win. Uh, will and James uh, follow up with a second place. Uh, they have three wins. Hung and Chi come in third place with they got two wins. Gary and D'Angelo uh, fourth place, and they have one win. Ishwar and Aparna finish fifth, and it's time for them to go home. Their average placement this season was five point. Four four, so they finish. Seem to be they finish fourth through seventh every leg. Um, and actually, the last seven legs they finished fifth or sixth every leg. Um, which is interesting. It's an interesting fact. If you go to averages this season, Riley and Madison are actually the best average of the season with two point two. Will and James two point eight. Hung and Chi two point nine. Gary and D'Angelo four point three. We're almost done. If Hung and Chi are eliminated in the next leg, this will be the first U.S. season to have all male-male teams in the finals. And um, the best part about the bonus footage is you need to go watch Hung tell the story about her in an Indonesian refugee camp. Uh, Absolutely incredible. Hung was almost kidnapped and killed as a baby in an Indonesian refugee camp just so another family could leave before them. It's you have to go and watch it. It's it's so crazy that to this day her mother still warns her. She's 40 years old. Her mother still warns her to be careful about getting kidnapped because of what happened when she was young. So go and watch those bonus footage on YouTube. All right, next week there's a high heel race in Manila, a flag memory challenge in the penultimate leg. Will and James are stressed beyond belief, saying they just got passed by everybody screaming, it's not fair! In the back of a (laughs) tuk-tuk, the drama unfolds. Maya, sweetest move of the episode, and then you can give me all the shit you want. <laughs> um, sweetest from the episode. I mean, I'd have to give it to D'Angelo and Gary for actually you turning um um Aparna and Ishwar because it saved them. Yeah, it stinks, but, but it saved I, them. I it stinks, but but they but they say it it saved them. They would have been they would have been the ones out. Um, so sweet for them, but I also like Aparna's trash talking to D'Angelo. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aparna's trash talking was the best part of this episode, hands down. But <laughs> the super fan move to me, I'm going to give it to the brothers for practicing their respect. Um, mm. it's something that the people don't pay attention to is respecting the cultures that they're in. And there's been some teams who have just blatantly disrespected cultures. And uh, I, I love watching them practice uh, before they go into the Buddhist temples. That is the sweetest move. And I know Aparna's about to get nasty because she turned the lights out. Get it, girl. What's yeah, up? Why are, why are both of you all in the dark now? It's um, about yeah, to get dark. I'm, 
I'm I'm actually taking this at a friend's place, and I think their like their light just died out. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, oh. like I thought I'm you were like, about to get on. Fine, like whatever. Um, yes, bring it, girl. Um. Okay. So I wanted to tell you I saw because I've been I've been trying to catch the racers recap because like it's cool to see like our cast members like come and talk about like their experience. Um, last episode, I think you guys were talking about like what's a team that we underestimated, like you know, like who who did we like like didn't give them that high pre preseason ranking, but actually turned out to like be really good. And I think Justin, you had mentioned something like about Hung and Chi. Yeah, I had them in the bottom three. Yeah, you had them, like, in the bottom three, but they actually really surprised you. And then you, like, went off on this tangent where you were like, oh, I just don't see Asian people as, like, aggressive. And, like, like for us, like, I was watching that, and I was like, Justin, like, you've been on the race. Like, you, like, meet people of all different cultures. Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I don't think that that's, like, a fair – like, I, I felt like that was a little stereotypical to say of, like, an entire group of people. Like, you know, like – Asians can be just as competitive and aggressive. They and can like, be. You know, like, it's 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 less so of, like, you know, a stereotype you, you want to, like, you know, throw out there more of, like, an individual kind of, like, you know, like an individual person by person. Like, that's their that's their um, thing. But Hung and Chi, I would say, are very competitive, very aggressive. And, like, I mean, they're killing it this season. So just shows, just goes to show that, like, you know, can't just say – so-and-so about a person like being a certain race isn't a personality that's, I, get, that's I, it, it, I wasn't talking race i was talking culture yeah and i i agree with that but like when when you say it's because of a person's race like oh they're asian they're not going to be aggressive like it it comes off as like you're saying it about oh, I, like that's I apologize. Their personality. i apologize if yeah. i offended anyone and i like i like i said when i said that my brother yeah. is asian my brother's vietnamese yeah. i I chose him. Uh, he was my best friend, and I begged my father to adopt him because uh, I, you know, I love him, and I, I yeah. never want to be disrespectful. And I apologize if if that is the case. Uh, I was speaking culturally because you know it's it's not like a stereotype when when you say that. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe I'm ignorant that well, like, like that Asian people tend so to be more family more, oriented. There's so many more Asian people that are competing for things like. Like, especially in India, like, you're competing, like, a billion people to get into a seat at college. Like, yeah, yeah. it's way more competitive mm-hmm. to, like, compete in a country that just has more people. Competitiveness and, so, and aggressiveness, I think, are two different things as well. You could be competitive without being aggressive, right? Yeah, and, I and like, I, I think that, like, I, I think it said both in last week's, and I was just, like, call, like I, I think that, like, you know... It made us think about podcasts. I didn't even know, like, if if it was no. gonna, like like against someone's race and like it no, that, no, no. That, like something that I just want to call out with you. You're gonna talk to people that are of totally different cultures and backgrounds, and like don't don't like assume someone's, um, you know, like personality because of their background. You like that that's that's a personal thing, you know. No, I I apologize, and I would definitely never want to offend anyone in, in that in that way. I, culturally I, and I appreciate that and I'm just I'm just a straight up person so I'm no, I want you to be no I, my, my wife said it to me yeah. too she says it yeah. to me a lot like I say I'm dumb shit all the time and I, oh, she 100%. has to put me in check and that's it's a banana yes this is a, this is a banana Charlie. but we we also we also all need to be culturally competent regardless like regardless of where we come from regardless of what we know and as an african-american female like and we all know that this year has been so much about race like 
it's just, it's just, you know, being able to have the upfront conversation. So, Aparna, thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, because no. like this needed, this conversation needed to happen, and yeah. we never ever want. I mean, this is not my show per se, but I come. It's our show. Um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and like I like, we never want anyone to feel like they are not that they should not come out. They're not welcome, like regardless of beliefs or views of ethnic backgrounds or whatever like we're all one human race and we all have so much to learn from each other so thank you for bringing it up because it is it is something that needs to be discussed like regardless and stereotypes are something that are really like difficult for people to sometimes see beyond and I remember on my leg of the I'm sorry I'm gonna talk about my season but on my season of the race like we there was an episode in Morocco and people were like, Oh my gosh, like it's just uh it smells so bad and blah 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 blah. We're like in someone's backyard at a tannery. And yeah. I go on on like one of our spe our uh, bonus episodes, I talk about Americans and like cultural competency because it's so incredibly important. And sometimes we lack that. And I think the race could do even a better job yeah. with preparing people sometimes for what you're going to get into and the the title of the thing was called like ugly americans because we people on my season like i was so ashamed of how they were reacting to someone else's backyard where it was a tannery with like goat urine and chickens running around but like that. that's their yeah. livelihood yeah like that's where they live and so we all yeah. need to do better whether it's internationally whether it's domestically like we all just need to do better and not just, not just Justin, not just me, not just the partner, not just each one. We yeah. all need to do better as, as a, as a human race. So yeah. thank you for bringing it up. Thank you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I, most, I most dumb Americans don't know that India is part of Asia. So, I mean, yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? Like people from yeah. India are Asian, correct? So yeah. you yeah. would, that's why you could feel yeah. that way. So it's like, yeah. You know, when people say Asian Americans, they only think of, you know, the Chinese, Japanese, the typical Asian. They don't understand yeah, yeah. that yeah. India is part of Asia. I don't know where actually it ends. It's Mongolia and then like Russians or Asians are the Europeans. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Is Russia part of Asia or Europe? <laughs> it's both. Is it? It's, I don't it's know. like the majority of them <laughs> are, are European, but these are all just labels anyways. You know, we got to. They are. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, listen, I have five brothers. Yeah. I have five brothers, and one of them happens to be Vietnamese. And if anybody ever picked on him, said anything, I beat the shit out of him growing up. That was my job. My job was to defend him this whole life. So I, I would not <laughs> want to say anything to offend him or anybody, um, to be honest. Um, some people I offend, and I offend on purpose, but I don't offend them because of their culture or their race. I offend them because they're stupid or they do dumb things. So I apologize. Um, anybody who I, I've ever def uh, offended, please let me know. Um, um, I'm a New Yorker, and you could stereotype me all you want. New Yorkers say dumb shit. That's what we do. We talk shit, and we say stupid shit. Um, I apologize, and I hope that we can move forward and uh, learn from this situation. Absolutely. That's the whole reason why I brought it up. No so, good. I want yeah. I want you to. I, obviously, I want this to be a happy, fun place where people can come and enjoy stuff. But hey, if you can learn some serious shit, then bring it. Like, listen, most of my co-hosts have been minorities or gay or, you know, like there's that's I like to have diversity on my show so I can learn rather than be surrounded by a bunch of assholes like myself. Um, that's why I got Joey this season, which stinks. So I need Maya to balance us out because we got two assholes <laughs> who don't know, you know. And then, you, then and you, like the sweetheart. And then you got the sweet Dr. Maya, who's like you know smart, intelligent, you know, and she understands how to how to talk to us. 
All right. So now that uh, I'm, I'm sweating, so thank you for putting me under the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you see me squirming in my fucking chair, like Jesus. All right. There's been 338 of you in this fucking chat room watching this thing, and uh, you can go hit that like button. Let's let's boost this stuff in the algorithm. Hey, Nerdtainment is in the house. Have you guys been on Nerdtainment yet? Because we have, right, Aparna? okay good i was gonna say if not like i think (laughs) if not you should go check it out sarah and david no no, i remember yeah it was awesome i I actually have to respond to her i think we're doing another one tomorrow on their on their podcast so i love entertainment so and uh, also reality tv warriors are in in the chat as well they do a different type of podcast they're a little different the humor is a little different, but then you got a you know you got a Canadian, you got a Canadian, a Brit, and an Australian, and they're, and they're all in different countries doing it. So it's it's pretty cool to, to, to do their shows. And each and every one of you, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. Ishwa Parna, you guys did not get to talk too much on your season. Is there anything that you would like to clear up? Anything that you would like to get out there? Anything you'd like to say about yourselves, your cast, your edit? Anything? This is the place where people come to get the real information. So if you'd mm. like to get it out there. This is your platform. Is there anything we could do to help? Damn, under pressure. Or, hmm. or clear anything that could clear something up? Um, something, anything. This, this is this is the platform. Because unlike the other recap shows, this is the only one with former, only former racist and a former winner. I think the the biggest thing that I got out of the race was it just getting to spend a lot of quality time with Ishwar. You know, there's. We, we had both kind of grown up, left home, don't get to spend as much time together. And we're not attached at the hip like the sister, you know, the blonde sisters were, Haley and Kaylee. We, we, you know, we were not like Madison and Riley where we like had a career together. And so for us, it was a lot of time to spend together, get to know each other. I felt like I left the race having a lot of respect for Ishwar and the way that he, you know, lives life and his approach to life, which is so different from mine. Um, and obviously like, you know, how close our cast is. And so to have that, that family that we got to end the season with was just, you know, grateful for it. Like it was, we may not have won the season, but we definitely like won so many other, you know, in my opinion, more important things that I'm, I'm so grateful for. Yeah. That's Diana said that as well. Like going to India changed her life. Seeing the people in India when we got there uh yeah. literally changed us we had we went to a train station at three in the morning and we there was yeah. hundreds of people laying there we had to step over them and we were like mm. we can't do like these people are sleeping we have to get over yeah. it we have no way to do this and it's like you feel like you're being an asshole and you but and you're stepping over people to get to a mm. place and it's just, and then you wake up and it's daytime and there's a kid with just his underwear on, a ripped shirt, no pants, kicking yeah. a rock around, and he's having a fucking blast, enjoying life. And then his kids here come home, and got the old iPhone, and they're sitting there bitching and complaining because they got the old iPhone. Mm-hmm. And you just yeah. want to just slap them with a dose of reality and say, "Listen, this is the world is such a big place. Go experience it." One yeah. thing that I wish I did when I had money and I was younger, and I had a lot of money when I was young because I had a great job is don't buy physical things buy experiences go and experience things and that will change you more than yeah. anything i had rolexes i had penthouses i had mercedes all that did was make me an asshole if i would have traveled more yeah. I, I think i'd be a much better person if i traveled when i was young so experience, yeah, experience life 
I would say, yeah, like Justin, you were just alluding to it. I would say the one thing I, we, I would like to get to people that maybe we didn't have the opportunity for is uh, like the coolest part of the race, watching it growing up was seeing a bunch of countries. And the ironic thing is that's the thing that the race is not the best <laughs> way to do. Like you don't have to be on the race to visit. <laughs> it's not even a fun way to explore countries because you're like, you're on a production crew. Um, the best way is still to just, I mean, obviously there's a pandemic going on and everything right now, but hopefully when it's over, like traveling and like, even just even places that are like, you don't have to go across the world. You can go to like neighborhoods that you might not usually go to. So like a Hispanic neighborhood yeah. in your city or like an Asian neighborhood in your city, go visit a supermarket and go talk to the people there. Those are experiences. And those are real travel experiences that you can have in this country. You can go visit our neighbors in Mexico. Like there's, it's not the most, ex- it's not as expensive and you definitely don't need to be on the race to have these experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the biggest thing that people, we at least got out when we were kids, we would watch the race was just like seeing what people around the world are going through and what their, their culture and day-to-day lives are. And I think that, you know, that, that doesn't have to stop just, you know, you, it doesn't have to stop, you know, on, on just the race or on travel. Like you can also do that with people in your local community. And this pandemic's really about kind of being local and, and respecting, you know, our cult, our country's getting more and more diverse every day. And so the more we all become culturally competent and experience local cultures, like it's, um, it's, it's just going to help us like, you know, kind of live these experiences to the fullest. Yeah. There is- with that said, I think one, one thing that I wanted to call out was if any of you guys are not speaking about India, if any of you guys are not following the massive farmers protest going mm. on over there, mm. huge thing going on right now. I think, a ton of farmers are protesting for, um, you know, against against the government, which is kind of, you know, passed legislation that's making their livelihoods tougher. So it just makes you kind of, you know, want to read up and, and care about the global global community we're part of. Uh, there's 300 million people on strike in India right now. That's more people than wow. we have. That's the same amount of people living in, in the United right. States. So it's a, it's a crazy thing going on. It's like 3% of the world's population that's is on strike not, right now in India. So that's crazy. crazy. Crazy, uh, crazy. I, I before, hate... before we end, sorry, there yeah. was just one question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. People have asked like numerous times. Of her, what the people want to know what happened in the museum? <laughs> Why did it take so long to get to get? So you picked you <laughs> picked like, everybody. Has asked like five times. So sorry, <laughs> okay. sorry, sorry, but like they really want to know. Okay, so what happened in the museum was, um, I, you know, I didn't know what details they were looking for when you were trying to match the person with the, the like painting. Cause there were differences, right? Like they're, they're trying to match these people to the people in the paintings. And in some cases, like the hat was a little off or they were wearing different things on their hands. Like, you know, like I think I was trying to, I don't know, like the first couple of people that I brought, I think that I was trying to like be, be really like, detailed or like trying to match them and I couldn't find like all of the super like minute things that they had in their painting version of themselves with the what the person looked like. Um and then the people that other people had found, they would usually bring them back out. So I couldn't use oh sorry. There's like a table that fell behind me. <laughs> um and then all of a sudden a partner gets kidnapped. We're just talking about this. What's going it's on? Dark. It's table falling. <laughs> Sorry, there's like the lights turned off. There's like things going yeah. on in the background, like in a horror movie. Um but but like basically I just couldn't like figure out um what details they were judging for, what details they didn't care about, and then the people would leave 
but it was just there was a lot of people i i think it was like there was at least a hundred people in the foyer and there were over a thousand people in all the paintings so you, you were just oh, trying wow. to figure out like you were trying to match one person in the painting with one person in the foyer and there's a lot of different combinations and i know in the edit like it made it seem like it was like a long time but i think we were like what like 15 minutes behind Gary like Gary did yeah, it like, and we, then like we left right like 15 like it wasn't yeah. a type of challenge that was like hours behind like the edit made it seem like it was like I don't know we were like years behind them but yeah it was like 15 minutes yeah. or so. I'm, I'm like we we left it was a 40 minute drive or so maybe an hour drive but oh, wow. there wasn't the, the traffic was consistent from Chantilly to, to Paris back to Paris and we left after Gary and D'Angelo and we and we showed up at the at like the roadblock where you at the carnival at the same time. So it wasn't a crazy amount of time. I think that edit was also a little rough for Aparna because it made it also seem like I was stressed out, but we were chilling. Like we didn't get stressed out until we had the, the last team also there with us. Cause like the blondes had, hadn't shown up to the place yet. And so like, I was just yeah, hanging out in the foyer. Like I was just, I was like, Aparna can go through every single painting. If she wants, we'll get it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were chill with each other about like just like blowing up on challenges we were just like you're gonna blow it i'm gonna blow it let's just try to like have a good time and just like you know just just be supportive of each other because we're gonna get it eventually awesome and you did yeah it just it, the, the edit made it seem as if i was like aparna what are you doing like literally yeah like, i know the edit the funniest tweet that i saw <laughs> yeah. was like aparna like couldn't differentiate between all the white people and i was like all <laughs> <laughs> oh, white people look alike let's let's go back to stereotyping let's go all oh, white people look alike we know we get it oh, i know but it gosh. wasn't me it was a tweet yeah. online that said that about me. it was a tweet yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so another question in chat. Where can people reach out to you, Ishwar, if they want to apply for the girlfriend position? What? <laughs> What's uh, the best way to catch This is my call that. to sign off. All right, guys. <laughs> no, actually, and, and how can people support? Don't you got like a startup uh, 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 company that you guys are working with or one of you are working on? Is there a way that people can support you guys? How can we um, yeah. yeah, so I, I run a startup called Arise, which is focused on um, making machine learning. If you guys kind of know about machine learning and artificial intelligence, more transparent, observable, and fair. I got into it because I was actually doing my PhD program in computer vision, and a lot of the facial recognition systems are biased, which means, you know, they might recognize there may be only 0.02% off on white men, but there are 35% errors on black women. And so um, yeah. I got really into how do we make sure that the next set of technology is actually fair, not just for white men, but for all people. And so wow. that's that's why I originally started, got got into ML observability, and, and now I run a startup that's that's focused on making sure AI is fair. Can people support you in that's any awesome. way? Or not um, yet? Is there an we, app to download or a way to, to promote it's, it? It's mostly focused on other organizations, but... I put out a lot of content. If you guys want to consume my content, I write Where? often on Medium and Forbes. So I'll, I'll link it on, on Twitter. Nice. You can link it in chat if you're in the chat as well. Will and James are here, and uh, the noodlers are, are in the chat as well. Uh, we always appreciate Hi, when, when you guys stick around. And Ishwar, where can people reach out to you? Uh, yeah, so find me on Twitter or Instagram. Um, 
Or, yeah, I feel like my name is super easy to Google. But it's not the <laughs> floating around. I'm the only one in America. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, honestly, either of those, Instagram or Twitter. Um, I'm also working on a startup with a couple friends. Um, and you can find us at, I'll, I'll link it in the chat afterwards, but it's, it's like a, it's a Chrome extension uh, for better tab management if you feel inundated with tabs in Google oh, Chrome. Look, I got, 12 tabs in Google Chrome open right now. So yes, hook me up. <laughs> I am a Google person. For, I was the one that sent out the, the Gmail invites when it was invite only. I was the one that invited everybody to Gmail when everybody was using Google. I mean, when everybody's using Yahoo and Hotmail, I was Google from day one. Love it. Dr. Maya Warren, where can people watch your ice cream Sundays or whatever that's you're promoting? You can find me on Instagram, of course. I'm back on Instagram. I took about a month off. So sorry for everyone who's like friend requested me and or like, like chatted it with me. I've been away for about a month, but I'm back. Tune in to Ice Cream Science with Dr. Maya. I make no churn ice cream every Sunday just for something fun to do to be able to spread joy in this crazy, crazy world. And I'm starting different contests, particulate contests, win some gift cards to places. We're doing a ugly holiday sweater cake decorating contest too where you can win a $50 gift card to Target or Amazon not sponsored by either one of those um but yeah find me on Instagram um I don't really do any other platforms although I know I should but I don't awesome and I'd love you guys to stop by my um my Twitch I do a Twitch show Monday, Wednesday and Thursday and actually this Monday I somebody donated 200 gift subscriptions and I will be wearing the Borat mankini for the whole show. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, Monday, 10 a.m. I got the, uh, oh mustache, God. the wig, uh, wow. and the mankini. So y y yes, you will be seeing a lot more of me if you want to check it out. It's, uh, just at Justin Classic one on Twitch, 10 a.m. Eastern. Have fun with that. Um, Anyway, I appreciate each and every one of you uh, for taking the most valuable thing that you have, which is your time and spending it with us. And I love to talk about my favorite show with other fans and actually get to fanboy out by talking to people who are on the show as well. So thank you for allowing me to do this. Um, hopefully we will see you next week, every single one of you. So give a little like, a little thumbs up and uh, be nice to people. Uh, and uh, and uh, if I ever make you feel bad in any way please let me know because that's not my goal um i love each and every one of you and i appreciate you so thank you so much we will see you next week